Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Pylon, a podcast about the NFL from Impact 89 FM Sports in East Lansing, Michigan. I'm Ian Drummond. Alongside me, Michael Marcock, Jacob Lothamer, and Darren Baydoon. How are you guys doing this week? Good. Happy to be back after a little break with uh, Christmas and everything from last week. Excited to talk about uh, what the playoffs are going to look like moving forward. Same here. Yep. Right on. Now, usually we've recorded these on Friday or Saturday to get it out as quickly as possible before the Sunday games this week. Recording on Tuesday, thanks to some delays due to Christmas celebrations and also my birthday yesterday. Happy birthday. Thank you. I am feeling 22. Ooh, uh, I think we might have to cut that. Taylor Swift might come for our heads. Ugh. Oh, no. Don't want to get hit with copyright. Copyright, copyright. But anyway, time to get into that recap. What's been going on for those of you who have missed football due to Christmas or whatever else is going on in your life. I think the number one thing has to be the shakeup at the top of the 2021 draft order against all odds, against anything that people would have expected a couple weeks ago, the New York Jets have won two games in a row. They are now 2-13, and 13, and the Jaguars have continued to stay losing. They're 1-14, and, and they have now clinched the first pick next year. They are presumably the winners of the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, given that they don't have any particularly good talent at quarterback right now. Um, so is that a good idea? You know, is do you think that Trevor Lawrence is going to be a good fit in Jacksonville? I think I think Trevor Lawrence would be. Oh, sorry, Mike. Go ahead, Darren. Go ahead, Darren. Yeah, thanks. I was gonna say, I think Trevor Lawrence would be a good fit wherever he went. I mean, this is a guy who people are talking about as being probably in terms of the last guy that in terms of who I thought got high amount of praise, at least coming out of college to me, I think it was Andrew Luck. Obviously we've seen guys like Patrick Mahomes, like who's gone to have, obviously who's, who's right now the best quarterback in the league. But in terms of like people saying like coming right out of college, that this is like the brainer number one overall prospect like if you don't take him you are literally like stupid like you know probably not since guys you know a guy like Andrew Locke or, or you know he's even got comparisons to Peyton Manning in terms of his ability so I think for the Jaguars for a team that really has only had you know at least in the last you know my time watching football has really other than just the one season they had in 2017 where you know they got the AFC championship game against the Patriots this this has never been a team with like an identity or with a face or anything like that. So, you know, I know a lot of people could say about like, oh, but, you know, it's, oh, but he's not going to play in the New York market. But you know what? If you're Trevor Lawrence, I mean, you really have a chance to legitimately become the all-time face of a franchise if you do well with Jacksonville, presuming they take him, which they probably will. So I think I, I think he's a good fit for anybody. And, hey, I mean, for, for a team like Jacksonville, they might have just – finally found the franchise face they've been looking for ever since ever since they became an NFL team yeah I mean to to kind of piggyback off that I I totally agree I think Trevor Lawrence will be good anywhere he plays I 
you know, he's, he's just one of those generational talents. He comes around once every 20 years, you know, and, you know, like, I mean, Andrew Luck was 10 years ago. It's really hard to believe that, but he was. And, you know, I think for, for the Jaguars, this is, you know, I mean, they've been, they've been irrelevant for years, except for, of course, that one off that one year where they went to the AFC championship game, but they're in, they're in for one heck of a ride. I mean, this is going to be probably the, the, the high of their franchise since they've been in existence since 1995. Um, I mean, but they got to put the pieces around them. And that's the problem that I think the Jaguars have had issues with um, for the last you know decade or so. They, they haven't been able to put the proper weapons around anybody that's back at quarterback. And I think it's going to be getting some free agents using your cap space wisely, making sure that he's got good targets to throw to, making sure he's got a good defense uh, behind him and, you know, just, being able to win games that so he doesn't have to absolutely carry you like how Joe Burrow was for the Bengals this year. And unfortunately how his season ended. Um, so I think as for, you know, the Jaguars, this is, you know, they've had a rough season, only one win, but I think they are, they are in for one heck of a ride for the next, you know, 15 to 20 years. I think it's really funny how you mentioned the Joe Burrow situation. Cause I was just about to say how similar I think, the Joe Burrow situation of last year and the Jaguar situation this year is I feel like, like the, like the Jaguars, the Bengals had Joe Mixon, the Jaguars have James Robinson, two talented running backs. They have a couple wide receivers, DJ shark. They have Tyler Boyd. The one thing that both these teams are missing is an offensive line. I feel like Trevor Lawrence is going to come in and it's going to be the same thing that Joe Burrow was this year. And I hope they don't get him killed. They ever since 2017, they saw their recipe to win games and that was have a really, really good defense. So since then they've been drafting players to go on their defense. They took a cornerback last year. They haven't really addressed their needs at offensive line, at least as in first round picks. So I guess we'll see where it takes them. Like Michael said, they need to be wise with where they spend money in free agency. And I think their most needed position probably is offensive linemen. I mean, Trevor Lawrence can get you into shootouts. That's the way that he's won football games at Clemson. Sometimes that Clemson defense hasn't always been great. So I feel like the Bengals situation with Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence are very similar, and I'm excited to see how it turns out for both of them. You know, some of you guys really felt like you were stealing the words right out of my brain because I would have to – I agree completely with Michael about how I don't think the Jags have done a good job at giving their players under center weapons. You know, I don't think that DJ Chark is really who you want as your number one guy, although he can be a pretty solid number two for you. But, you know, gun to my head, I could not name another receiver on the Jaguars roster. Probably. I just, I don't remember any of them. Um, and I certainly hope that they can get some more offensive line talent around Trevor Lawrence since he has taken, well, not Trevor, but Jaguars quarterbacks have taken 38 sacks this year, which is, that's just an unacceptably high number, I think. And, but as you guys have said, he is the kind of talent that doesn't come around every year. He's had tons of hype since high school, and it feels like it has not gotten to him at all. He has continually risen to the occasion with Clemson, found ways 
to make the plays, to get them to win, even on the biggest stages in the national championship. And I think that it would be stupid not to go for that. Of course, it's not that every team is amazing at drafting. As Lions fans, we all know that. Well, said Michael. Um, and, you know, the fruits of bad ownership, bad leadership, badness, all the way down from the front office to the field, really culminated for me in this game that the Lions played against the Bucks on Saturday. 47 to 7, the final score. Tom Brady did not even have to play for pretty much the whole second half. They just had Blaine Gabbard in. And I I just think that me and Jacob and Darren need to vent about this for a little bit because it was very depressing. I'll go first just to, you know, get my stuff out and then I'll let you three have at it. Then I'll let you guys have your moment. But um, the one thing that, I mean, I didn't really watch much of the game, um, but the one thing that stood out to me when I, you know, saw the score and stuff like that was just compete. And the Lions did not do that on Saturday at all. They didn't compete. And that's one of the only games this season, maybe besides the Jets game in Seattle, where I've literally see, seen a team just quit. Um, there just wasn't, after Stafford went out of that game, they just, they just didn't care. And that's something that you hate to see, um, especially from a team like the Lions, who's been struggling for years and they just keep going right back down the rabbit hole. And I, it just, that was just the one thing that stood out to me as a non, you know, Lions fan who obviously who's, who wasn't like emotionally invested in the game, but they just, I mean, and I get it, the coaching staff, there was issues, but you have to compete and they did it. And uh, so I'll turn the stage over to you guys and let you guys. Let me start with a positive coming into this week. The lions were currently picking 13th in next year's draft. They lost that game might've been by 40 points. They're now picking ninth. I take that as the only positive out of this game. Um, The lions hired Chris Spielman to come in and find a general manager search. I hope it's somebody out of the box. I hope it's Lewis Riddick. I hope it's somebody different and not somebody who's been doing it over and over and over again, because that hasn't been working. Um, Yeah. This team uh, Stafford, when Stafford's on the field, the team is competent. They rally behind their leader. And when he's not out there, it's bad. We didn't have any coaches this week. No one who's ever coached even, I don't think, an offensive or defensive coordinator position ever was our head coach this week. I think it was a skills position player. So we got screwed by COVID. We didn't have any of our coaches. We didn't have our quarterback. So, yeah, that's basically the takeaway. This is this year is a scratch. Just lose your last game to the Vikings and maybe the Giants or the Panthers will win their game and then you can move up a couple more spots. It's about it that I have on the Lions. This year's over. Let's move to our favorite day of the year, which is the 2021 draft, the most promising day for every Detroit Lions fan. Yep, that is as as a lot of as my people in my family like to say, the draft is the Lions Super Bowl every year because that's always the one day where people get the you know get the most you know get their hopes up the most. I no, I mean I'll I'll just go with Jay. I I don't really know what else there is to take from this game other than just again this team the team's terrible. You know, when you have when when you have the interim coach can't even coach. I mean, that's that's just it's not 
it, it, it just it you knew it wasn't going to be their day and you know even if they would have had all their coaches they probably still would have lost by double digits at the very least but yeah I mean they just this is just is not a good team and it's probably going to be more like this soon because whoever to overhaul a roster which you know Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia trying to draft and develop to tailor their very specific you know way they feel like a team should be built so you know there this is going to probably take a year or two to get this team to look more back to looking like like you know a modern NFL team so it's going to be a process. Um, I would be a big fan of Lewis Rick coming in. I don't know if, even though, even though he's not the problem, I don't know if I, I wonder if maybe the Lions should just, if they should just see if they can get anything for Stafford this year after this season, just because I, just, I just feel like he's done all he can. I don't know. I just, I mean, the guy's 32 years old. I just feel like he's at a point in his career where I feel like as a, franchise you kind of just you have to fight by him and I feel like doing right by him is finding a team that he can go to that he can actually win and I, I I don't know I mean so I won't be shocked if he's back again next year because the, the ownership loves him but um yes this, this is you know it's gonna be a process so it's good because this is gonna be how it's probably gonna be for at least the next couple of years because this team looks like it's gonna be rebuilding and you know as everyone loves to say SOL same old Lions right on there i mean i've heard it from everybody from other people here at impact to even my dad who does not watch sports at all just tell me same old lions all the time but i have to agree you know no coaching i know that the defensive play caller this week was just like a, like an assistant like a research guy and that is not what you want going up against Tom Brady and a ton of good receiving talent. Um, I as for you know who's got to take in who's going to become this general manager, I honestly, I would certainly be fine with Lewis Reddick coming in. I believe you know I think that they could go back to the well of like like talented personnel people who are not general managers throughout the league that seem to have a decent rate, you know, guys like Ed Dodds or something like that. Um, just as long as it's not like Jerry Reese, I might have to, you know, I might have to just stop watching after that. Like, I, I know I'm never going to do it, but I have to at least put it out there, you know? And I hope that whoever becomes that GM, if they think about, you know, drafting a replacement quarterback this year, personally, I would want to keep Stafford around, especially if you need to get a quarterback who's more of a project and for whom sitting might be more helpful. But either way, all I know is that come draft day, I can't wait to hype up another second round bust. But now let's talk about, for the last thing, um, something that's very unfamiliar to us as Lions fans, the playoff picture, the Week 17 playoff picture. You think it's familiar to me? This is like uncharted territory, yo. Like, come on. Like, what, what are we talking about? The Lions at least have made it in the last 10 years. You know, that's true, Michael. 
That's true. I I should not be excluding you from so many shared experiences. Michael, as a Lions fan who's seen games in the playoffs and thinking, oh, maybe this is the year that Lions can do it, be ready for pain. Nothing but pain. I'm ready for pain. Because there, whatever can go wrong will go wrong. Yeah. And when a, phantom, when a phantom pass interference oh, happens yeah. or a ball gets batted out of the back of the end zone, just be ready to just feel pain. So – Get ready. The Cowboys that. choke is maybe one of the most miserable games I've ever watched. Mm. Pure pain for the entire last quarter and a half. Well, like let's it. let's let's give let's give Michael some hope for at least a, like a couple more weeks. So yeah, the uh, Browns. Yeah, let's do it. Bra- let's do the it. Browns have to beat the Steelers this week to get in, and then they play the Steelers next week if they get in. It's it's guaranteed. So. I mean, it's back-to-back games against Pittsburgh. Well, you will be pe- playing Mason Rudolph for the first one. How do you how do you feel about oh, the game well, coming up? Well, what, isn't the well? Won't the seven seed play the two seed? Right though. Uh, well, so here's the deal. So the the Bills are playing the Dolphins, who are currently the five seed. If the Dolphins beat the Bills and the Browns beat the Steelers, the Bills um, the Bills still get the two seed, but then the Browns will move up or something like that. So. They, they, we would still play the Steelers, and then if the Bills win and we win, then we still play the Steelers. It's it's backwards, but I actually, you know what? Honestly, I think I I actually would. I think you would want that matchup more than the Bills, to be quite oh, yeah. honest. Just based on the way they've been playing. I mean, you know, I was gonna say we'll probably get into how they won against Indianapolis last week and soon enough, but like in terms of the last month, I'd probably yeah, I'd rather take the Steelers than the Bills. I yeah, I'm 100% with you. I would much rather play the Steelers in Pittsburgh than go to Buffalo. But you know, the Look, Browns- but let, let me just sorry, Michael. Let me just throw something out there for all of you. Um, so currently there are what is this five teams? There are five teams sitting at 10 and five. The Colts are outside looking in. Which team do you want the most to make the playoffs? I know the answer for Michael and then which team do you not care if they don't make it at all like what ends of the spectrum is each person on currently well I'll go with Cleveland just because you know I mean not not just because obviously Michael's on the podcast but no but because I mean you know as a Lions fan I can sympathize with a long-suffering team you know long-suffering fan finally in the moment to see their team have a chance to do something you know you know actually relevant in the league um and I think it'd be a cool story. Uh, I mean, other than that, you know, I mean, other, I mean, I don't know. Like Miami, a team where if they don't get a lot of numbers, they're probably not going to do great again. You know, they're probably not going to do great. Uh, Baltimore, Baltimore could be a team that with the way Lamar Jackson is playing, they are right now the team I think that nobody wants to play in the playoffs right now. That's the one team where I think any team would want to like if like you know whoever they face I, like because the way Jackson he's getting back to playing close to the way he played last year where he was playing at an MVP level so I mean they, the the Ravens look like they are a very dangerous wild card team right now and Indianapolis to me is just like I don't know they they they're, I don't know they they have a good defense and Phil Rivers is playing good but there's nothing outstanding about them so I'll I'll take Cleveland I just I I like the story I like the story of it. So, I mean, obviously, you know, I want the Browns to make the playoffs. But, I mean, besides that, I the team that I think I'd want to leave out, like, of the five that are there, um, to be honest, it's Tennessee. 
And it's it probably sounds odd because they've had a they've had a really good season, but I am sick of hearing how good Tennessee is. I their defense is terrible. Like their their defense is awful. And you put Tennessee right now. They're playing. They're, they'll be playing Baltimore in the first round. I think Baltimore wins that game, and it's not even close. Like Tennessee, I am. I'm just. I'm tired of hearing about how good Tennessee is. I don't think they're as good as advertised. Um, I think it's it's becoming easier and easier to shut Derrick Henry down and uh, or at least slow him down and I just I don't know I just think if they if they were left out I would not mind at all I mean I'm gonna have to also go with the Browns for the story just you know I can live vicariously especially if they win the first round can live vicariously through the Browns through Michael you know, this is what it's like to see success. <laughs> this is what it's like to be, to be a winner. This is round one. This week is round one for the Browns. I mean, they, they have to approach it that way. And my, I mean, it's win it's winner go home. Um, so this is round one. And so we're, we're treating it like a playoff game and I hope the team is too. And I know they are. Um, so, you know, we're already there. It's just, it's, it's win it's winner go home from this point on. Yeah. You guys are really – none of you want to see Phillip Rivers down by like six, driving with two minutes left to go, and then no. him try to throw a no. pass looking like he can barely move his shoulder, and then it's just an interception, and that's how Phillip Rivers loses in the playoffs again? I saw I that. No, I although I, I think that – I think that I, I – honestly, it's like kind of a toss-up to me for who I least care about between the Colts – and the Dolphins. Really? I, uh, I, I, like I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards the Dolphins because I just feel like I can never find a reason to care about the Dolphins just as a team. Like I can never find like a good reason where it's like, I want to watch the Dolphins unless they're like the oh. only team playing. I don't know. At that I feel time, like-, like it was last week. I feel like if the Dolphins make the playoffs, they have to be like, hey, this is we have to start Fitzpatrick. We've tried this to a thing and we want to let him be the starter. But if Fitzpatrick gives you the best chance to win, and I think Fitzpatrick's awesome. So I want to see what Fitzpatrick looks like in a playoff game. I would that is the that is the only good reason. I would love to see Fitz Magic unleashed in the playoffs. I feel like the Colts are the teams that I'd want to leave out. I feel like they're the most boring out of these teams. I feel like if Tennessee is boring the way they play and they just run, 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 run the ball. And as much as I want to see Phillip Rivers, like lose a game in a heartbreaking fashion. Cause I think it'd be funny to hear him say dag gomet and lose uh, watching Derrick Henry run is kind of fun. So that's the only thing that puts the Titans above the Colts for me. I mean, as, as the Derrick Henry fantasy owner, this year in my league, I've also enjoyed watching Derrick Henry run. So should we should we move to the NFC because the Bears are back? The Bears are back. I no, dude, I, 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 don't, I don't know how upset. that's. I, I don't I don't think they're really back. I put it on my upset special, whatever it was the last time we did the picks that the Bears were going to beat the Vikings because I said I'm riding the Mitchell Trubisky train because it's leaving the station and it 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 it's riding now. It's absolutely rolling and. And so, you know, I, I'm all in. I'm all in on the Bears, man. All in. And then somehow if Dallas Dallas has to win their game, if Dallas wins their game and Washington loses their game, then the Cowboys sneak into the playoffs after the roller coaster season they've had. 
it would just be so funny to watch. I rather watch Washington because I feel like their defense can give people fits, but I don't know. They cut Dwayne Haskins. They just said after what they saw him do with the Panthers, they literally said no more Dwayne Haskins. We've seen what we need to see. It's over. And he just got unclaimed on waivers too. Like nobody wanted him. Um, so, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, just to hit that for a moment, I mean, I think, you know, I think Haskins has, I think he still has a future in the league. I think we're, I think people are rushing to judgment. I think he does have to grow up. He has to mature a little bit, but you know, I think if you, if you put him in the right situation and just basically give him Josh Rosen treatment, just basically restart everything. I think, um, I think Dwayne Haskins has a, has a future in this league. Well, I mean, I'm not sure how much the Josh Rosen treatment has really worked out for Josh Rosen, but I do think it's possible that this could become like a teachable moment for him. You know, Hey, you didn't do great this time, but there's absolutely going to be teams that are going to just see like, you know, a, a top 15 pick on like still on that cheap rookie deal and they're definitely gonna, you know, he's going to field some offers. I don't know where he's going to go exactly, but he's going to field some. Yeah. And like we can gloss over about uh, the Cardinals and the Rams. Cause we are um, going to cover that for as part of the pick them, but Jared Goff obviously isn't playing and uh, people have been complaining a lot recently about is Cliff Kingsbury really that good of a coach after a shady college record and everything. But I think we can just end it with, and I don't care what Ian has to say that the bears are back and Mitchell Trubisky was the right pick there. And he will be better than Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson when the bears win the super bowl this year. So, yep. I think we can definitely move on there. There's no Un- unbelievable, unbelievable that I'm hearing so much about the bears being back over the last few weeks I mean, sure, Mitchell Trubisky is maybe the right pick over Nick Foles stripped of his magical cheesesteak powers. But, you know, the Bears, okay, they beat the Texans. The Texans are bad this year. They beat the Jaguars. The Jaguars are bad this year. They beat the Vikings in a close one. The Vikings are also not very great. And they even managed to fit in a loss to the Lions and, you know, the Packers whooped the Bears, 16-point win, only five weeks ago. And that's much tougher than beating the Jags or beating the Texans. And I do not see the Bears doing that. I can't imagine that they actually get in the playoffs. No. Hey. You got to get on the Trubisky train because it is leaving the station. Actually, I will not get on the Trubisky train. I'll say he's going to throw, he's going to throw at least two picks just right to those Packers corners. It's going to look like that quadruple coverage pick he threw to the Jags this week. I mean, yeah, no, I, I feel just from where Chicago was when they, you know, when they were on their losing streak to get back to 500 after they started five and one, I'm amazed that they're in this point, but if I have, I mean, I think they'll probably get in just because, well, to spoil, you know, I, I don't think 
just to maybe spoil not spoil, I don't I don't like Arizona's chances this weekend since it looks like Tyler Murray will be play. It'll be basically the game of backup quarterbacks between them and the Rams. So um, I, I think they'll get in on default Packers because the Packers. It's not like they're not going to be playing anybody because they still have the number one seed to play for. So it's they can't they can't really afford to lose. So well, I mean they can, lose, but you know they don't want they want to lock up the number one seed. So. I mean, I probably won't pick them to win this weekend, but I think I think they're, they're probably going to end up back in their way in the playoffs. But I don't think, you know, whether they got to play, you know, if they if they're the number if they're the three seed, they got to play either Orleans or Seattle. I don't think they're going to need. I don't think they'll get to beat either of those teams. I think they could get stopped in either of those games. To be quite honest, because I just think no, I don't like their chances. Because when push comes to shove, Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, I believe that he will blow up far more likely than he will throw. Again, he is not facing the Detroit Lions. If it was against the Detroit Lions, all the faith in the world, because he that's the one team he plays well against. Anyone else? Nope. So for the Bears to be able to get in and still lose, the Cardinals would have to lose their game against the Rams, and that pretty much wraps up our playoff picture. Um yeah, it's for the four seed, it's either going to be Dallas or Washington. Uh, if they both lose, Washington is in. It would have to be Washington lose. It'd have to be Washington losing and Dallas winning. For No, that's not right. If the Giants win and the Washington loses, actually the Giants win the division. What? Their Giants and the Cowboys have the same record. So if they yeah. win and Washington loses, if the Giants win the division and go to the playoffs. The Cowboys, deeply the Cowboys cursed division. The Cowboys, the Cowboys Giants game is basically a playing game if Washington loses, but oh, yeah, they, won't, they won't know that Washington will lose if Washington will lose until like Sunday night. So, well, the NFL, the thing is that the NFL put the Cowboys Giants game in the prime time Sunday night, so they're they're actually. I think they're actually they're actually betting that well, Washington, Washington's in the prime time. They put Washington in the prime time spot. Oh really? Oh, I thought they. Oh, I thought they put in a different one. Putting all the pressure on the. Oh, football. Yeah, they're yeah, always yeah, very yeah. always very tricky with the week seventeen flexes and kickoff yeah. times. I'm That's right. Revert. I'm. I meant they reversed that. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, they're betting that the Cowboys that well they're betting that the Cowboys. They're, I think they're probably betting that the Cowboys beat the Giants, and then so that way, then it makes that yeah, that makes the. I, I think they're just they're hoping Washington wins because I think if if Washington doesn't win, then the, whoever won the Dallas New York game earlier in the day all of a sudden makes the playoffs. So they're going to be like watching that game like a hawk. So yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. there will be drama. Mm-hmm. Well, that wraps up our playoff picture. So I think now we can move to our last installment of who he played for. We're not going to do it going into the playoffs. We're going to think of something new and you guys will hear about it when we do our next podcast, but let's see who we play for one last time. Michael, take it away. Yes. Thank you, Jacob. So yes, as we said, this will be the final installment for the year. We'll have some more fun games in the playoffs because don't worry. We, we have fun with them just as much. as I'm sure you guys love listening to them. So our first player this week, former Detroit Lion, Theo Riddick. Who does Theo Riddick play for? A lot of silence. They're all, well, yeah, they're all muted, but a lot of silence, a lot of hard thinking. I saw Darren 
make a motion. I think I he, think I saw I think I heard I, I either heard his name or saw him catch a pass this week. So yeah, I think I well I know because this is actually a team that I write about, so I believe. So I remember Darren, signed what, team, him. what team do you write about? I write I actually I have a job writing for actually for the rate. Uh, um, uh, I'll I'll say do the pick 'em and then I'll do it. Do well, Darren just gave away I that what he what might be the answer. Um, he he started with a RAR, and I don't know if that's Raiders or Ravens. So now I have to decipher which one he was going to say. I can't believe I, I, I know which one with that is. trick because I had no. I, idea. I know I know what it is now. I know I what it is excited, now. I just got excited for a second because I like to tell people about. But then I've I've seen. Uh, I think I've actually seen Darren's work before. Okay, well, right. I think I have my guess now. Since, since all three of you seem so confident, let's do a little three-two-one action. Let's see what your answers are. Yeah, you all took the Raiders, and it is the Raiders. Yeah, Darren. <laughs> Way to spread the wealth. Thanks, Darren. All right, all right. All right. Thanks, man. See, now, Darren, now you can do your plug. <laughs> I can do my <laughs> Darren, plug Raider Maven for the folks at yeah, home. Yeah, I got, yeah, I'm <laughs> – Covering the Raiders for Raider Maven currently, so you know, not bad. You know, not bad. Game. I mean, I get the right for the NFL, so it's pretty. It's pretty cool. That's so yeah, cool. check out my, check out if anybody's interested. Check out my writing on that, RaiderMaven.com for okay. sports illustrated. Next, next player. This one could be a fairly easy one, but I feel like it, it could. Part of one of the most controversial plays in NFL history, Nickel Roby Coleman. Nickel Roby Nickel Roby Coleman. I definitely know I where he was. I saw him. I literally just saw him this weekend. As I said, it's kind of an easy one. He's actually a starter in this league. It's just most people don't really know where he is now after that play. So for our listeners who do not know what play I'm talking about, Nickel Roby Coleman was the one who interfered with the pass in the NFC championship game and then it was not called. So that was him. Hmm. He's not on the team anymore that he made that play for. I know that. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. if he was, Michael would not have brought him up. Yeah. Actually, that might have been a reason to do it because there's <laughs> – but we don't know. We don't know. I think – maybe. <laughs> All right, I'll give you guys a few more seconds. Or is he on – Oh, I guess not. Jacob, if you think I'm going to give you a hint that you're you're, you're sadly mistaken – well, not all of us can be as smart as you, Michael. I'm not. I honestly, I don't know if I would. Actually, I might have gotten this one, but I don't know. Random guess, probably I incorrect. I I think I I'm, I'm gonna. T- I think maybe, but yeah, I don't think mine's. Probably. All right, I got my guess. I'm my. I saw him right. this weekend. I can't believe it. Let's do a three, two, one. Let's see what we got. So Jacob takes Arizona. Darren with the Eagles and Ian with the Dolphins. So one of you actually are correct. And it is, it's once again, it's Darren. Uh, He's still on the Eagles. I wrote down Eagles and I crossed the Really? Yeah. Oh, signed by, you know, I should have thought who needs a cornerback, the Eagles almost always. I was not sure about that. I really, I really was not. I knew I saw him play this weekend. I, I knew I had saw him play this weekend, but I was, I was iffy. I was okay. <laughs> okay, so we'll move on here. Third player, 
kind of a kind of a really random one, but uh, Dante Moncrief. Um, oh, I've I've seen him. I, he, you know, he once played for the Colts. He did. Okay, I'll tell you right now, he does not play for the Colts anymore. But, I know he's he's been, I know he's been at least one place since then, but I don't think he was with. But who is he playing for as of right now today? I think he was signed like a week or two ago by this team. So I don't know, you know, if anyone would actually get him. But Maybe I should just guess the team that I knew he went to after he played for the Colts. What I will say is I don't think – I don't think he was on this team all season. I think he just got signed like at some point this season. I mean, I think – I think I remember – but I'm not sure. Yes, Matthew Stafford does play for the Lions, so I get another point. You wish it was that easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have my guess. All right. I have I have mine. I, I, got, I got a hunch. All right, let's go. Three, let's give it a 3-2-1. Let's see what y'all got. Jacob takes the Patriots. Yeah, that's the team I knew he played for afterwards. Takes the Jaguars and Ian takes the Patriots. It actually is the Patriots. Ah. Um, Ian, let's go. He actually that Colts to Patriots receiver pipeline. After the Colts, he did go to the Jaguars. That's why I was that. Then he spent some time with the Steelers. Actually, he was with the Steelers last year. Then why did I think Patriots? I thought he went straight from the Colts to the Pats. I also thought that Jaguars, Steelers. Now he's with the Patriots, and I think he started there with the Steelers. So I actually, so that was, I guess it worked out. But <laughs> yeah, our, we're telepathically linked right now. All right, and Absolutely. so the final player in his, you know, as this is the farewell of this game, this is a player who is this is his last season in the NFL. Um, he is he is basically announced that he's retiring. Thomas Davis, linebacker. Who does he play for? He... Panthers, great. Yeah, he's not playing for the Panthers anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel like I've seen him play. I he still plays a decent amount. He doesn't just ride the bench. Got this one. Oh, you have this one. Oh, Darren, extremely confident. I think I don't know. I, I said I think. I'm oh, not, so now I, he's going back on it. So he's okay, not okay, Darren, not confident. Why am, Correction. I the, why am I the one that's getting picked on? This? <laughs> <laughs> I should be thanking you for giving me the Raiders one. Because I almost I'll, I'll, I'll admit, I'll admit, I'll admit, I, I got you. Got you know what makes sense? I'm going with who I think he would go to, just because who coaches that team. So yeah, maybe there you have a connection. Oh no, that, that ain't it, is it? I don't know. That's my guess. All right, here we go. Let's oh, let's wait, let's see. The nah. final the final car, the final guess of the entire well. Maybe we might bring this back in the future, but as for right now, the final guess of the series. I don't have the scores, by the way, so I won't actually know who won. But um, I believe Darren's ahead. I can go and check and look at the scores while we're. Jacob, I know you're in London. Is close. (laughs) I started off so strong. All right. Okay. Let's see. Three, two, one. Let's see it. Uh, Jacob with the football team. Darren with the football team, Ian with the Bills. Um, Jacob, you were actually spot on. He plays for the Washington football team. 
Really? Yeah, I figured. I, I, I was going to say, I thought. Oh, that, you know, that's, that's a good point. The, the Chargers, because I remembered he went to the Chargers after he left the Panthers oh. originally. And then, but then, ja but well, Jacob, hey, you, you gave me a pause there. I'm like, Ron Rivera is, I was like, Ron Rivera is the coach. I'm like, oh, I'm like, ah, okay. That's, he, so. he hit it exactly on the nose. You he helped like, me out, so I thought I'd help out everyone uh, else with uh, what uh, I was uh, thinking uh, for the last one. Ian, how many did you get right in this round? I got two. You got two? I got Darren. I got three. I got three this time, so I'm proud of myself. Yeah, so so Darren, I you got two? I I should get I, I got three, right? Yeah. So if we can and find like, the agenda uh, from last week, um, that's uh it, Oh. Well, I don't mean to be anticlimactic, but both Ian and I finished with eight. Darren, you are our champion with 10. Uh, you are the winner of who he plays for regular season 2020. Congratulations. Yeah, unfortunately, we'll make you a tinfoil uh, crown. So hot in the picks. Tinfoil. That's, that's wonderful. This is, your, this is your crown because, like, you know, a perfect segue into the pick segment, but Darren is not. Darren, you get the feeling of having an enormous brain. Yes. It's like, it's like when, it's like with impact when they get, you know, when you get, when you get the helmet, when you get that, when you get the helmet, you know, when you get that helmet, you are the, you are the game day player of the week. Uh, Darren, congratulations. Let's now let's completely forget about how well Darren did in that. And let's he gets bring a little origami Lombardi trophy how bad Darren or something. Did. Yes. Let's now let's talk about how bad um, Darren and Michael have been in the cover. Uh, so the last time we did this, uh, everything that's <laughs> The last time we did this, uh, didn't go too well for majority. We all of us. doubted the Bengals. We all had a losing We all had a losing record. All three of us went one and two, and the only person with a good record was Ian, who believed in the Bengals, and the Bengals beat the Steelers two weeks ago. So, hey man, good job. I uh, was laughing so hard watching that game. The Bengals and the Steelers are two teams that also we will be bringing up this week. Michaels, Cleveland Browns will be playing the Steelers. The Steelers are 10-point underdogs with Mason Rudolph as their quarterback. Michael, do you have belief in the Browns to win and cover? Uh, I have – I mean, I'm not going to – I'm not – I mean, I don't necessarily want to spoil the pick. Um, but, no, I definitely think the Steelers will cover at the very least. Um, the Browns have a weird habit of being in close games games that probably shouldn't be close, but are. So I think even 10 games, even with a backup quarterback, but with most of their starters still playing, 10's an easy number. Steelers will cover 10. Ian, your thoughts on the Steelers and the Browns? I agree with Michael on this one. I think that 10 points is something the Steelers can cover. You know, I discussed the general feeling that they are sometimes playing to the level of their competition. I think they'll be playing up to this good Browns team this week. And I think that you got a fairly close one. So I do believe the Steelers will cover. That is two for a Steelers cover. Darren, your thoughts on Steelers Browns? Um, yeah, I think I'll take it too. I think the Steelers defense, if most of the guys still played, they're probably, you know, not that I think that Baker Mayfield is necessarily going to have like a horrible day or anything like that. But obviously you got to see, got to see the status of, you know, their wide receivers with so many that were out for, you know, for COVID-19 issues for, against the Jets. So, you know, that's still got to be determined everything. Um, 
So with those uncertainties still in there, I will, I'll take the Steelers to cover. Um, I mean, not necessarily, you know, maybe just not necessarily the win, no, maybe, but uh, yeah, I, I think they'll, yeah, they'll probably make it. I mean, it's, it's a rivalry game. And even if one team isn't as great, those games can still be close. So yeah, I'll take them to cover in this. I am also going to go with the Steelers. I feel like this will be a close game. I don't know why exactly. Cause I do think if the Browns have their receivers, they do have a chance to run away with it. Cause um, I don't like Mason Rudolph. I think he does give you things that Ben can't, but one of those things is uh, accuracy. I feel like big Ben is better and a more accurate passer. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Steelers as well. I feel like 10 is too much. It is Tuesday when we were doing this game. So the line may change. So I will update these throughout the week, depending on if the line changes or not. Now we move to the Bengals who are 11 and a half point underdogs against the Ravens. The Ravens are just like the Browns. They need to win to stay in the playoff hunt. Uh, Darren, what are your thoughts on the Bengals and the Ravens? I think that um, I actually think, yeah, I, I'll take the Ravens to cover. I'll take the Ravens in this game too, just because I think, I think Baltimore, like I said earlier, I think Baltimore is looking like the team uh, that nobody will want to play in the playoffs because right now, you know, Lamar Jackson, you know, his last several weeks, his numbers, he's been having, he's, I think he's right now is first in QBR in terms of looking at the last three or four weeks. So the Ravens are getting hot at the right time after, you know, going through some struggles this year. Um, you know, the running game, you know, you know, he's, you know, Lamar looks like he's back, you know, getting back to maybe not like fully MVP form from last year, but he looks as good as he has all season. Their defense is still really good. Um, and I think, you know, they're not going to want to have any doubt about, you know, they're not going to want to have any doubt about getting into the playoffs on Sunday. So I think they're going to take, I mean, the big, you know, listen, the Bengals, it, it wouldn't shock me if maybe early it's, you know, it's a decent game, but I feel like I just, I just think the Ravens are going to, I think they're just going to take business. And so, yeah, I'll take them to win a couple touchdowns. Michael. Uh, I'm going to take the Ravens as well. I mean, who, I mean, first of all, first of all, who would have thought that the Bengals were better with Brandon Allen and Ryan Finley than Joe Burrow? I don't know. But um, anyway, I I think the Ravens are just playing too well. I think they're a motivated team. Uh, Lamar's out to prove something. Um, he needs to win playoff games, and it starts right now. Like I said, with with them, this is a playoff game. Winning, you're in. Losing, you probably go home. So um, I'll take the Ravens in this one to cover eleven and a half. Easy. Ian, no controversy here. I'm gonna go with the Ravens too. I feel like Baltimore is peaking at the right time. I think they're really putting together what they want to do with their offense. Lamar looks like he's playing significantly better. And I think that – I just think that this is going to be a good opportunity for the Ravens to cover, prove themselves, prove they can make some noise in a crowded AFC with a lot of good teams in it. Oh, Ian, how could you go against your darling Bengals? Since you went against them, I will take them. The Bengals have been playing well the last two weeks. They've competed in both their games. They've actually, I think, maybe won both their games. I don't, did they beat the Texans last week, or was it just they, – They did beat the Texans. They I can only the give Texans. them so much credit for beat beating up on a terrible before, defense. Yep, they beat the Steelers before then. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals – 
something weird about the AFC sometimes in, in division games, they play each other really close. So yeah, I'll take the Bengals and the points. I don't love it. I kind of hate it that, which that makes me like it more. Uh, the Jaguars who officially have locked up the number one seat or the number one pick, even if they win this game, they will still get the number one pick. Uh, the Jaguars played the Colts. The Colts are the outside looking in in the AFC picture currently at eighth in the playoff. Um, the Jaguars are getting 14 points. Ian, your thoughts on the Jaguars? Well, over the last few weeks, it really looks like the Jags, I mean, just from these scores here, have just been absolutely rolling over. They've played this good Titans team, good Ravens team, Bears team that exists and has functional ish offense now um i am going to i am going to cause a bunch of chaos no reason and take the jags yes the colt the colts are the only team that the jags have beaten this season yes the very the first colt, the, the one win the was the colts survivor league yes and they took and they won so but also uh here, here's a possibility. Uh, the Jags, in terms of the draft order, don't have anything to play for. They are free to be as good as they want to be. I know that the Colts will be certainly looking for that too, but I still I don't believe in the Colts' offense all that hard. They're going to need to rely on the defense. I just don't know. I think that the conditions feel right to me for something absolutely chaotic happening in this game. Not a Jags win, but just a closer Jags loss than the last few weeks of draft order securing action. Michael, what are your thoughts on the Jaguars and Colts? You know, Ian, I don't think you're crazy at all. I'm also going to take the Jaguars, and here's why. I think for a team that has already locked up the number one pick, it's almost like now you have, like, permission to try. So I think, you know, you have the number one pick locked up. There's absolutely nothing you can do to lose it. I think they're actually going to try a little bit. Um, I don't think they'll win, but 14 is a big number, and I think I think they can definitely do that with, you know, the Colts offense, which, you know, we all know – struggles at times. So yeah, I think that's, that's an easy one for me. Darren. This is hard for me because I don't find fault in any reasons to, to, to like that I've already been mentioned to take the Jaguars, but at the same time, the Colts were up 24 seven on the Steelers last week. I mean, it's, it's not like Jonathan Taylor's getting back to running the ball. Well, I mean, Phillip rivers has had well, I think a lot of people have found has had a very surprisingly just good season where he hasn't, he's only thrown 10 interceptions. He hasn't turned the ball over a lot. Their defense is obviously really good. And it's a game where, listen, if they, if they have to win, they have to win because if they're not, you know, if they're not winning, they're, they're the first team out right now. So they have to win in order to have a shot of making the playoffs. So, you know, it's like they, they should be playing desperately at the same time if there's one team that I could see blowing it this weekend, it really does feel like that would be the Colts. And I, I don't know. It just feels, eh, I, I think, yeah, I think I'm going to take the Jaguars too, not to win, but like, I feel like I could see the Colts winning by 
10. I don't know, something like that. But by, yeah, by that, I, I think, yeah, my gut's telling me, I, I won't be shocked if they end up covering, but I think my gut's telling me, it's telling me pick the Jack, you know, to take the Jags cover. So yeah, I'm going to make that three for three. If there's one thing I've learned about this cover since we've started doing it is whenever we all go consensus, we usually either all hit it or we all lose it. I'm going to do an Ian here. I was initially hoping that you would all pick the Colts so I'd feel better about the Jaguars because I do think the Jaguars will play for head coach Doug Marone. This will be his last game. There's no way they bring him back next year. And they love him, so I think they'd play for him. And they have nothing to lose, so they can play as good or as bad as they want. Now this makes me want to take the Colts. So I'll take the Colts for no reason except for the fact that all of you took the Jaguars. And I think I'm a jackass. So I will take the Colts. That ends our segments of the cover i hope the colts will win somehow cover 14 points i don't think they will but out of spite i will take the colts because i took them in my survivor league the very first game of the year and they lost so i'm chasing that win until they beat the jaguars again so to cap it off we all took the steelers at plus 10 uh Ian, Michael, and Darren all put took the ravens at minus 11 and a half i took the Bengals. And everyone else took the Jaguars at plus 14. I'll take the Colts at minus 14. Getting into the pick them, we have the Bears and the Packers. The Packers, I think they still have to win one more game for them to officially clinch the one seed. Uh, so they, they still have to something to play for. And the Bears uh, need to either – the Bears need to win their game or they hope that the Cardinals lose. So the Bears do still have something to play for to try to get into the playoffs. Michael, what are your thoughts on the Bears and Packers? Well, I mean, I know you guys have all loved listening to me, you know, hype up the Trubisky train. But in all seriousness, you know, with the Packers needing having to play for something this week, um, I don't like the Bears' chances. Um, I, I I will take the Packers in this one. Um, now, I don't know if the Packers get up early. I think they will take like Aaron Rodgers out of the game. And maybe like Devontae Adams, and they'll just say, "What? Like, why not get get Jordan Love some reps?" Um, but I I don't think this is a good matchup for the Bears. I think they were hoping that the Packers could have secured the one seed last week. That way, they weren't going to try that much this week. Unfortunately for the Bears, that is not the case. And Aaron Rodgers kind of owns the city of Chicago, so I'll take the Bears. Or Packers, sorry, not the Bears. <laughs> Ian, I would almost expand that to Aaron Rodgers basically owning the entire NFC North. Uh, it's putting up a lot of real estate. Had that close loss to the Vikings this year, I don't think that the Bears will be so lucky, given that, as mentioned, the Packers do have something to play for, the first round bye. It, it ain't happening for the Bears this week. You know, I, they could still get in the playoffs if other results break right for them, but they are not going to enjoy it. That's for sure. Packers win. Darren? Yeah, I'll make that three for three. I, I think the Packers, you know, they're going to be playing for the number one seed, so they're going to be coming out with plenty of motivation. And they beat the Bears. I mean, yes, it's in Chicago, but they beat the Bears – what was that? I think it was 40 to 25 or something, you know, something like that. I mean, you know, they, they beat them pretty good in green Bay in their first meeting. So yeah, I think the bears, uh, I think, you know, a little bit cut, you know, come back down to reality this week. I think Aaron Rodgers continues this hot roll. I mean, they, in, in the snow, they beat, uh, you know, a still pretty, a, a still decent Titans team 
you know, in, in prime time, uh, you know, 40 to like 14 or something like that. So they look like they might be hitting their stride right now. And um, I think, yeah, I think they take this game. I don't think this is, I don't think this game really is, is very uh, straight. You know, I don't think this is going to be much of a, of a hard or anything like that. Packers easy for me. I'm going to agree with you there. If it was the backups, then I think the bears would win this game. Both teams will be trying. Uh, so I'll take the Packers moving to the Cardinals and the Rams. The Rams will not have Jared Goff. We held out on talking about this game earlier so that everyone would get more of a chance to go in depth about this game. Um, I'll start off this one actually, because I kind of want to see where the rest of your guys' heads go. This team's problem the whole year has been Jared Goff. What are the odds that one week they all put it together with a backup quarterback who's just can throw the ball. So I'm going to take the Rams in this game against the Cardinals. I think it's going to be low scoring because I think the Cardinals have a good defense. The Rams have a good defense, but I'm going to go with the Rams. Ian, your thoughts on the game. This is an extremely tough one for me because I think that regardless of who's playing at quarterback for the Cardinals, they are going to have the better quarterback. Brett Hundley has real game experience. 18 games, you know, wasn't wasn't the worst backup I've ever seen, certainly, and managed to stick around. But meanwhile, you have the Rams backup quarterback was last seen in the AAF. And that is not a situation that inspires confidence for the Rams. However, the Rams do have the much better defense, which is something they could certainly take advantage of because if Kyler Murray does not start, then that's still bad news for Brett Hundley that he has to get his first extended action of the season against, you know, a dominant defense. You, I don't think that your first game action in a long time, what you want to see is Aaron Donald charging at you up the middle every snap. Not a fun day for him. But my gut says that I got to go with the Cardinals on this one. Just because I don't think the Rams offense is going to be able to get anything done with a backup quarterback who was – a UDFA for the Jets in 2018 and couldn't hack it there. You didn't have to be mean. Darren, what are your thoughts? Um, well, obviously Cliff Kingsbury said that he's hopeful that Kyler Murray plays in this game. So if he does end up doing it, then, you know, the Cardinals will have a clear advantage at uh, important position. But you know what? If it, if it is a game where both where backups are playing for both teams, I like defensively, I like – the Rams defense more than the Cardinals simply because they have art, you know, the best, they have probably the guy who's going to win the league in Aaron Donald. And you have arguably the best defensive back in the league in uh, Jalen Ramsey to combat Deandre Hopkins. But also I look at the coaching. Sean McVay has coached this team to a Super Bowl, And when it comes to offense, this is a guy who probably still can put together as good of an offensive game plan as he um, coach, maybe, maybe, of, of someone like Andy Reid or something like that. So if it comes 
to a game like this where coaching is probably going to matter for especially with two back for potentially for both teams having a backup quarterback. I mean, you've still got guys, you know, Robert Woods and Cooper. You have Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown. You have a decent enough offensive line. I don't think it's out of the question that even Wolford, you know, even with John Wolford making his first start, I don't think it's out of the question that Sean McVay can't put together a great game plan, make, you know, get him in easy situations to make easy, you know, to make throws that doesn't hurt the offense and let their defense and ride their defense to a good win. So I actually, I think that if I have to put trust in anything, I'll put trust in Sean McVay's ability to put together a game plan for, for his off to be put, to put the, to put together the ideal game plan for this, for his backup quarterback, and I'll take the Rams. Michael? Uh, I mean, I really wish, uh, we, you know, we were actually doing this one on like a Friday when we might know more about this game and like whether or not Kyler Murray was playing or not. Um, you know, hmm. I mean, it's tough. I mean, Wolford has never played and never taken an NFL snap. And I think it's going to be a lot of running the ball for the Rams. And I mean, as Darren pointed out, McVay's going to have to scheme things open against the zone scheme for the Cardinals, but the Cardinals defense isn't as good, but they know how to send pressure. Um, so knowing what I know right now, I'm going to take the Cardinals in this game because I'm, I'm going to take uh, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins um, to do their thing. And I think they're going to be able to put up enough points. And I think the Rams playing from behind in this game is a nightmare. So I'm, I think, I don't know, from what I know right now, um, Kyler Murray's going to play. So I'm going to take the Cardinals. As we've already said, this is happening on Tuesday, so things can change. I will not be changing the picks. The lines may change, but I will not be changing the picks after we make them. Moving on to the Browns and the Steelers. The Steelers are benching Big Ben. Hopefully the Browns will have their lot of receivers back. Um, The Browns have to win this game to get in. So that being said, I'm going to take the Browns uh, this week. I think the Browns have to win this game. I think it's going to be an ugly way to win. They're probably going to end up playing the Steelers again, but I like the Browns chances with no big Ben. So I'm going to take the Browns uh, in over you. Same here. I don't think that starting Mason Rudolph is going to pay great dividends for the Steelers. Not that they need to do all that much with the division locked up for them. I think the Browns will take this. I think they'll get in the playoffs. And we hope to see some excellent reactions from Michael next week. Darren? Yeah, I'm going to take the Browns too. I think that obviously they're going to be, not to mention, not even just for the playoffs, but, you know, even without Big Ben playing, you want to beat the Steelers just for the psychological effect of knowing like, yeah, we can beat them. Like, yeah, they're, I know, you know, they're supposed to be them and the Ravens are top teams, but I mean, yeah, they came incredibly close to being the Ravens on Monday night football. And and I, a game where with a backup quarterback playing, you know, hopefully you have most of your, you know, you have most, if not all the receivers that missed the game against the jets back by by Sunday. So yeah, I'll take Cleveland. Uh, And I also believe will be the first time, if, if Rudolph does start, it will be the first time he'll play since uh, the game where they played last year with Miles Garrett, where that, yeah, Assault. With, Assault. yeah where basically where that whole thing happened. So that could be that could be an interesting little subplot to watch to see if anything comes out of that, because, 
I think, you know, a safe bet would say that Miles Garrett probably hits him at least one time in this game. So, yeah, but I will take the Browns and I will take them to, what is it, Michael? The first time in the playoffs since what, 2002, I think it is officially? 2002. Yeah. So, yeah, I will. Like yeah. as, as a fellow, as a fan who has dealt with many, as a fan who has dealt as a long, as a fellow long suffering NFL fan, I, I will ride with you and I will go with the Browns. Michael thoughts. Okay. Um, I mean, look, I'll be, I'll be honest. I, I like the Browns chances in this game with, even if big Ben played. Um, so, I mean, if that tells you where my head's at, um, but there's just – it's the Steelers, it's the Browns. There's always, like, that psychological thing, you know, can the Browns actually beat this team? Um, you know, the Steelers actually haven't won in Cleveland in three years. Um, I I just think I've never – from what I'm seeing out of the team this week, um, this is the most focused I've ever seen this Browns team. You know, they're, they're all staying off of their Twitter and they're all it's, – it's heads down. It's time to grind. Like, they understand what's at stake. Um the receivers are very upset. There's a there's a Jarvis Landry posted on his Twitter a gif of him like sitting up on a bench one time, like from like a it was from like something last year of all of a sudden, like he just like gets up and sits up in a seat. It's like, all right, it's go time. Um, you know, I think the one thing I want to see win or lose, I want to see Mason Rudolph go a little bit paranoid. Like all of a sudden I like I want to I want to like I want to like see Miles maybe chatting him up on the line or something and you know warning him of his presence. And then all of a sudden Mason will just, you know, forget that Mason Miles Garrett isn't on the field at all. And he'll just throw the ball away. I think that would be like really funny, but um, I mean, all serious in all seriousness, I think the Browns, like I said, desperate team, they are focused. They're ready for this. Um, They haven't lost back to back all year. And I don't think that starts now. I think they win and they set up a rematch in Pittsburgh next week. Another one of those teams that we have been talking about is the Dolphins. The Dolphins do need to win to be able to stay in this playoff picture. Uh, They've been doing a lot of flip-flopping back and forth with Fitzpatrick and Tua. Um, I'm very curious. Brian Flores keeps on saying that, uh, that Tua is the starter, but somehow when it comes down to winning the game, they go with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm just wondering at what point will the Dolphins stop putting themselves in a hole and let their better quarterback at the time play? Um, the Bills are also look like they might be the best team in the NFL right now. So, Michael, what are your thoughts on the Bills and the Dolphins? This is another one of those games that I hate having to pick on a Tuesday because we don't know. I think Buffalo's going to go for it, but I wouldn't be so sure, especially now that they know that Pittsburgh's kind of, you know, calling it off. Um so, but I mean, I think they're going to go for it. And just for that, I'm going to take Buffalo. Plus it's, it's Western New York in December and you got the team from Florida coming in. Um, Miami's not going to be I mean, weather-wise it's advantage Buffalo. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the bills in a close one. Um, and I think the, the Dolphins losing will open up the door for the Colts to make the playoffs. Darren. If, if Ryan Fitzpatrick was actually starting this game for the Dolphins, I feel, I think, but they did say Tua is going to start in, you know, watching a game against the Raiders last week. Tua just what you know, he's just not very comfortable taking those deep shots in terms of really and opening up the offense. It's more limited when he's in there. And obviously he's a rookie, so you know, you'd understand if there's a little maybe, you know, you know, he's not as comfortable right now. But I feel like 
I, I do think I, you know, I don't think I, I don't think we've heard anything from Buffalo saying that they're going to rest anybody. Cause you know, and obviously maybe that can change later this week, but I mean, if, if they're going to, if, if, you know, if, if both teams are even and they got everybody playing as of they do right now, I mean, I'm going to take the bills because they, you know, I, they look to me like, they honestly look to me like the one team I, they might look to me like the second best team in the, in the AFC right now, next to the chiefs. I mean, they're playing their defense. They've gotten better on their defense is playing back to the level to where they were more. So last season, Josh Allen is establishing himself right now as a top flight QB in the league with the year he's had this year. And, you know, they have weapons, they got good running backs, they have everything like that. Miami, they're a team that has all year usually needed to, to cash in off turnovers to really have to really score points. So, and especially if they're going to be playing Tua, um, that's that they're probably going to need to do that. Um, so, you know, if both teams are even right now with all their guys playing, I'll take, yeah, I'll take Buffalo in this game. Ian? Yeah, same here. Unless the Bills decide to shorthand themselves by sitting some guys, I don't see the Dolphins winning this. I don't think that the the Tua Fitzpatrick tango is particularly great for maintaining consistency. And, you know, even though this team did actually play very well against the Chiefs a couple weeks ago, also they really needed some fluky late game action to get on top of the Raiders late. And you know, the Bills, they've won A of their last nine, many of them pretty handily, including the Monday night game against the Patriots. Probably should have won nine of nine if it wasn't for the fluke Hail Mary that Kyler Murray got at the end of the Cardinals game. I'm going to take the Bills in this one, and I'm excited to see what they do in the playoffs. I agree. Um I don't know if it's just because I've had Josh Allen and fantasy football all year, but I think the bills currently right now um, I would take them over the chiefs. The chiefs need a couple. I think they need a game to get right. They've been playing cute the last couple of times they've played. I think they've done some cutesy stuff like, Oh, we're the chiefs were better than everybody else. I'm going to pick the bills. If the bills play everybody, if they don't play everybody, especially Josh Allen, that's the most important one. If they don't play Josh Allen, then I probably think Buffalo will win. Uh, they might do Buffalo a solid just because, you know, two AFC, you know, the first year the Patriots don't make the playoffs in a long time. And look at these two other AFC uh, East teams and look at us. We made the playoffs. So without the Patriots. So I think that might be part of it, but I think the bills will win if it's just straight up. Um, I'm pretty confident in the bills moving forward in the playoffs. And I'm really looking forward to watching my favorite quarterback, Josh Allen, go out there and throw the ball. Uh, moving on to the Washington football team and the Eagles, the Washington football team, if they win this game, they're in the playoffs. They will be a seven and nine team who makes the playoffs. That is very ugly, uh, but it is what it is. There's a chance there could be a six and 10 team that makes the playoffs. If the giants end up beating the Cowboys and the Washington football team loses coming into this game, uh, Hertz has been rolling the last couple of weeks. I think Hertz is pretty, he's showing that he's probably better for this offense right now than Wentz. Uh, so with that being said, I am going to go the Washington football team. They're the team that I want to see make it out of this division. So I picked them a couple of weeks ago when we did the pilot episode of this that never aired. I thought that 
the Washington football team was going to be the one to win this division. They have a great defense. So I'm going to go Washington football team. Michael was a fellow believer. Michael, your thoughts? I was a fellow believer. I, I did, and I actually have a little side bet going with my dad about, you know, about Washington actually winning the division. So, I mean, but it's tough. I mean, I, Alex Smith is supposed to be back, which is big. Hopefully Terry McLaurin can come back and play at a high level because um, he's he's got a he's, he's got an ankle sprain. So, I mean, we, we don't even know if he'll be healthy. But the defense for Washington is a top five defense in the entire NFL. And strictly because I really don't want to see Dallas in the playoffs, I'm going to be taking Washington as well. Um, I think, you know, they, again, teams know what's at stake right now and they're, they're going to be the team at home and they have a stable presence at quarterback with Alex Smith, who, who's been there before, who knows what he's doing, who knows how to win these games. And I think the Eagles at this point are just like, you know, they're the only team eliminated. Like you have, they have to live with the fact they were the first team eliminated in the NFC East, which, we didn't think whatever happened. So um, I'll take Washington at home, but I don't feel good about it. Um, Darren. Yeah. Washington starting potentially starting Taylor Heineke or Heineke or however you pronounce his last name. I apologize if I didn't get one of those. Right. Uh, yeah. That, that makes me nervous, but I, you know, I mean, but then again, he didn't play bad when he came in, when he came in relief of Dwayne Haskins. And you wonder if he would have started just based on the way he played, you wonder if he would have started the whole game, if they could, if they would maybe beat Carolina, they only ended up losing that game by a touchdown. So I think though that, yeah, if I have to take, I've said all year, if I have to take one team in the FC East, I will take Washington simply because they're, they have a great line and they have a, and they have in my, a guy who in my mind is the best coach right now in the division in Ron Rivera. I, you know, I think I just, I've always liked him. Uh, as a coach. So I think, and I feel like he's, he's done about as good of a job as you could considering everything they've had to deal with this year with like, you know, all the core, the quarterback situation they've had and, you know, some of their other injuries and stuff like that. So I'll take Washington in this game and I will also, I'll support Marcos. I really wouldn't care to see Dallas in the playoffs. And then I also have to do something with my uh, upset pick of this week as well. So we'll get into that later too. Ian. I will be taking the football team this week. Uh, Eagles completely shut out in the second half last week against a Dallas defense that is bad. It's really bad. And several turnovers from Jalen Hurts. You know, maybe now that teams are getting a little bit more film on him, it's not looking quite as great. Still obviously should be starting, you know, I'm not saying the Eagles should be in like the quarterback market again, be very foolish, but I can't see them. If they can't get it done against Dallas, they're definitely not getting it done against this Washington football team whose strength all year has been defense, defense, defense. And Washington's offense especially if they can get, again, guys like Terry McLaurin back, it's going to be good enough. They're going to win. That wraps up our picks of the week. Before we get into the upset, let me just do a quick breakdown of our points. We will be carrying this segment over into the playoffs and see who our ultimate champion is. But right now, Michael is sitting at 11 points. Ian, our leader at 16. Darren at nine. And I am sitting at 
15 points. As we move into our upsets, uh, got to pick an underdog. Uh, they cover, you get a point. If they win, you get even more points, depending on how big of a favorite or underdog they are. Um, Ian, do you have an underdog and want to start us off? You're muted. Oh, good Lord. Um, I have to say that in scanning this, I do not see a lot of picks that inspire me a lot. Um, thinking a little bit about, you know, I've, as, this is what I've gone with my gut a few times and it is either worked out or almost worked out. So yes, I'm You've feeling all right bit. about, I'm feeling all right about my ability, just my gut's weird instinct. And my gut is, even though it's a really small line, really eyeing this Broncos Raiders meaningless division game here. Um, mostly because the Broncos offense, especially their pass offense is terrible, but what does it look like when it gets up against this imploding Raiders team that has also looked terrible on defense. I think that we have a real, real stoppable force versus movable object game happening here. And given how strange divisional battles can go in the NFL, I, I kind of like the Broncos chances. No special reason at all. I'm just like, I see it happening. I'm going to manifest it. Well, you keep on manifesting. Um, I don't know whether to be a nice guy and let you two go first or take the pick that I really like right now. Hmm. I'm going to be the nice guy. It is a season of giving. So I'm going to let Michael go first and hope he doesn't take the game that I like. Yeah, I stole your pick uh, the last time we did this. And I actually did. It actually worked out for me too. Uh, ended up working out. It's another small line, kind of like Ian's, um, but I really like this game. Um, It's a completely meaningless game. I like the Jets plus three in New England. Um, The the Patriots are bad. They're really bad. And um, Stephon Gilmer's probably done. And watching the Jets firsthand last week, you know, I I think the Jets have some pieces. I really don't think they're that terrible. Um, I think they're better than the Patriots. So I'm going to take the Jets plus three. Better than the Patriots. You did not take the game I like. I'm going to give it to Darren and hold my breath. Darren? Uh, well, I'll get, well, this is a game that's going to matter. And it's also a small line. But I mean, Mike, listen, I was looking at this from the start, Michael. Uh, Michael, Jacob, sorry. So if, don't get upset with me. But the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants are going to play and the Cowboys it's seemingly every year. It seems the Cowboys have an opportunity to win the NFC East in the last game of the season. That's usually how it works out. And more often than not, they lose. So them being a three point favorite against the giants. uh, Yeah. I'm taking that all day. I am just, I'm just, again, listen, both of these teams aren't good, but you know what? Dallas, even when they, even when they have all the, even when they had Dak, you know, they've had all their guys, they still can choke. So, yeah, I'll take the Cowboys and do what they always do. I'll say they choked the last game of the season, and I'll take the Giants to cover that three-point spread in that game on Sunday. You know, sometimes patience really works off if you wait 
And I'm really happy no one took this because it's a weird game because they did just beat a team by 40 points. And it seems like everything is clicking for them. But that team they beat was the Lions. So I'm going to be taking the Falcons plus six and a half. I don't know what the Falcons did last week against the Chiefs, but they played really well, especially on defense. This game means nothing to the Falcons. I think they like their coach and they will play for him. He deserves at least to be interviewed for the head coaching job. I don't think he should be a head coach, but he deserves an interview the way he's coached this Falcons team because they've performed much better on defense than um, after they fired uh, Dan Quinn. So I'm going to take the Falcons plus six and a half because I think they will cover. I think the Buccaneers are going to have a letdown game because they've been this way the whole year where they have letdown games against bad teams. It just ended up working out for them against the Lions. So that will be my pick. Uh, that wraps up our upset portion. Ian took the Broncos at plus two and a half. Uh, Michael with the Jets at plus three. Darren with the Giants at plus three. And then I took the Falcons at plus three or six and a half. Uh, let's go on to our outro. Ian, take it away. Thank you, Jacob. As always, wonderful. Talking ball with everybody. Uh, let's go Browns. Let's go Broncos. Let's go draft day. Let's go Vikings so the Lions have a better draft pick. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, they probably I mean, do okay. anyway. So let's win. Knowing, knowing the Lions, they're going to win. It's no, just no, what ha- no. Terrible defense with the Vikings, like uh, general ability at the skill positions. No. If they have Dalvin Cook, he'll run for 200 yards. That's that's. Pro- I feel like that'll be safe to us. Dalvin Cook will run for 200 yards, and uh, Adam Thielen will single-handedly carry me to my fantasy championship. Probably get like 40 points. He'll do what Mike Evans did last week. And more Jefferson, yeah. I can't wait until it doesn't matter that Kirk Cousins holds the ball too long because the Lions don't have a pass rush. <laughs> That would be great to see. I can't wait. How exactly? Anyway, after that brief bit of Lions discussion, since we took them out of the pick'em this week, it's time to wrap up the show. Next week, next week we'll know what the playoff picture looks like. Some playoff picks, yeah. Yes, playoff picks, playoff preview, playoff predictions. You can fill in as many other P words as you would like after the word playoff in there. Maybe it'll be on there. I don't know. Anyway, this has been the pylon for this week. Thank you, everybody, for listening, tuning in. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Probably there under Impact 89FM Sports. That we bid you farewell, much Go like Bears. we bid farewell to the regular season. Go Bears. <sighs> okay. <laughs>